God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. Keep God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. It's day 40. And you got to do your day 40 dance. So if you got a day 40 dance, I want you to groove with the music like this because it's day 40. Congratulations. Let's do this. <laughs> Daniel, the first chapter and the first through the 21st verse. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, along with some of the articles from the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of God in Babylonia and put in the treasure house of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, chief of his court officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility, young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years, and after that, they were to enter the king's service. Among those who were chosen were some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief official gave them new names. To Daniel, the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Now, God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. But the official told Daniel, I am afraid of my Lord, the king who has assigned your food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the other young men your age? The king would then have my head because of you. Daniel then said to the guard whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed to do this and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. At the end of the time set by the king to bring them into his service, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them. He found them 10 times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. 
And Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. The topic for today, day 40, is the Daniel's fast. Wow, I just realized this is scary, everybody. That day 40, the topic is the Daniel's fast. That is unbelievable how God could orchestrate this day to be about a fast. And I'm thinking now about Jesus who had to fast in the wilderness for 40 days. Fast. I can't stand that word. Can I be honest with y'all? I mean, we're friends at this point. You should know that we're close. I do not like the word fasting. I do not like to fast. Fasting is something I absolutely dislike. Every time I hear it, <laughs> I think of Sister Mary Clarence in the Sister Act. You must know that Sister Act is my favorite movie. And in that scene, she is put on a ritual fast because she was complaining about the food selection of that day. I get it. Sister Mary Clarence, I get it. Food is very important to me. But fasting is a discipline of the mind that tells our body who is in control. When we refuse to discipline ourselves, we allow our emotions to lead us, guide us and take control. And this is a lesson I think every worshiper needs to understand. The only entity that should have that much control over us is God. Daniel teaches this clearly. Fasting is not just about discipline, though. It's also about demonstration. Daniel's willingness to still pray and represent God in the face of public humiliation and penalization teaches us something phenomenal about worship. Namely, worship requires a sacrifice of some sort. Romans confirms this when Paul says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. God doesn't ask us to present our spirit to the Lord. God doesn't ask us to present our soul to the Lord. The Bible says we are to present our bodies to the Lord as a sacrifice. And in another letter, Paul goes on to specify what that looks like. First Corinthians six nineteen says that our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. In other words, our body is the temple God houses his spirit in. When our bodies are under subjection to the will and the way of God, our lives can be a witness of Christ's transformative power. Now, I don't know about you, but this body of mine has been trying to steal all the shine lately. Our bodies will tempt us to go farther than we've ever gone to meet a need we won't even have tomorrow for the ultimate goal of delaying or distracting us from destiny. Daniel was keenly aware of this, which is why he prayed as hard as he did. No doubt about it. Daniel was a prayer warrior. His entire life teaches me to combat temptation with prayer. Daniel was a model disciple in every aspect of the word because he refused to succumb to the subtle temptations of this world. Instead, he was willing to starve for the sake of the Savior. He was willing to inconvenience himself for the purpose of glorifying God. Daniel embodied Luke 9, 23. He was willing to deny himself, take up his cross and follow God. Remember now, when Daniel decided to discipline his body and when Daniel refused to obey the order of the day, he did not know he would be written about for decades and centuries to come. Daniel didn't do it for the likes. Daniel didn't do it for the followers. Daniel did this out of his obedience to God. And I believe our Christianity is not concretized by what we do only. Our Christianity is also concretized by what we don't do. Daniel refused to bow. 
Daniel 1 and 8 says, but Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. This world is so tantalizing. This world is so enticing, isn't it? But what will you resolve not to do? Because you know it defiles you. What are you willing to let go of? Not because your works save you, but because your life requires a relinquishing of your desires and a full embrace of God's assignment. What separates babes in Christ from the spiritually mature is our obedience. It's what we do when nobody is watching. It's how we live when the threat of persecution, affliction, judgment and death confront us. Worship in one word is obedience. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Therefore, our love for God is determined by our obedience to God. So how obedient are you? Are you obedient to God even if it inconveniences you? Are you obedient enough to be the one, the only one standing and praying in the face of conformity and watered down faithfulness to God? Daniel was. He was a soldier in God's army. His life became a light God could use to display his glory. And what if God wants to do the same for you? What if God wants to get more out of you, but the idols are in the way of full surrender? What if God is calling you to a fast so you can focus on him without interruption? I believe God is calling each of us to go deeper on this 40th day of our 90 day challenge. But remember, fasting without prayer is just a diet. Fasting without a commitment to focus specifically on God is just starvation. Jensen Franklin said this. Unless you put prayer with your fasting, there is no need to fast. If it doesn't mean anything to you, it won't mean anything to God. Moses fasted. Elijah fasted. 40 days, Elijah fasted. Paul fasted 14 days. Jesus fasted 40 days. If the children of God do not fast, how will we ever fit into the armor of God? With that said, all of us need to shout amen. So what is your worship work today? It is to, you ready for this? Embark on a three-day, seven-day, or 21-day Daniel's fast. You can decide on which fast works best for you and how long you will honor that fast, but just make sure that you get closer to God as a result of denying yourself. Have a great day. You gave me my hands to reach out to men to show them your love and your perfect plan. You gave me my ears. I can hear your voice so clear. I can hear the cries of sinners, but can I wipe away their tears? Mm. You gave me my voice to speak your word, to sing all your praises to those who For more available
So that you 